Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual community and a spirited community. And we're dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth, meaning. We're dedicated to being welcoming to everyone, no matter who you love, what body you find yourself in, what your ethnicity is, what your politics are. We want to be welcoming. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. And so it is in the spirit of that heritage that I say, let us greet the divine in our midst by greeting the divine in one another. Join me as we light our chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. This congregation wrote a mission statement to guide its decisions as it moves into the future. We wrote it on the wall of our sanctuary. We say it together every Sunday. We hold it in our hearts. It makes a good mission for your life as well if you want to use it that way. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. We have a moment for beloved community every week. And this week I want you to see the poet Joy Harjo, who is a Muscogee poet. She has been... uh, the Poet Laureate of the United States, recite a poem that is about calling your spirit back into your body. Put down that bag of potato chips, that white bread, that bottle of pop. Turn off that cell phone, computer, and remote control. Open the door and close it behind you. Take a breath offered by friendly winds. They travel the earth gathering essences of plants to clean. Give it back with gratitude. If you sing, it will give your spirit lift to fly to the stars' ears and back. Acknowledge this earth who has cared for you since you were a dream planting itself precisely within your parents' desire. Let your moccasin feet take you to the encampment of the guardians who have known you before time, who will be there after time. They sit before the fire that has been there without time. Let the earth stabilize your post-colonial insecure jitters. Be respectful of the small insects, birds, and animal people who accompany you. Ask their forgiveness for the harm we humans have brought down upon them. Don't worry. The heart knows the way, though there may be high-rises, interstates, checkpoints, armed soldiers, massacres, wars, and those who will despise you because they despise themselves. The journey might take you a few hours, a day, a year, a few years, a hundred, a thousand, or even more. Watch your mind. Without training, it might run away and leave your heart for the immense human feast set by thieves of time. 
do not hold regrets. When you find your way to the circle, to the fire kept burning by the keepers of your soul, you will be welcomed. You must clean yourself with cedar, sage, or other healing plant. Cut the ties you have to failure and shame. Let go the pain you are holding in your mind, your shoulders, your heart. All the way to your feet, let go the pain of your ancestors to make way for those who are heading in our direction. Ask for forgiveness. Call upon the help of those who love you. Call your spirit back. It may be caught in corners and creases of shame, judgment, and human abuse. You must call in a way that your spirit will want to return. Speak to it as you would a beloved child. Welcome your spirit back from its wandering. It may return in pieces, in tatters. Gather them together. They will be happy to be found after being lost for so long. Your spirit will need to sleep a while after it is bathed and given clean clothes. Now you can have a party. Invite everyone you know who loves and supports you. Keep room for those who have no place else to go. Make a giveaway and remember, keep the speeches short. <laughs> then, then you must do this. Help the next person find their way through the dark. Fine the first time, don't stain up on my heart. 
centering of prayer and meditation. Please enter into an attitude of prayer and meditation as much as you are able to in the situation in which you find yourself. Let us breathe deeply together, entering into that place of silence that our forebear, Ralph Waldo Emerson, called the wise silence. invited to light candles of joy or sorrow, hope, remembrance, or determination. I am lighting a candle this morning for the 13 service members and many others who were killed or injured in the bomb blast in Afghanistan.
This morning, I'm thinking and feeling with you all about the violence in Afghanistan and the violence on the border and the violence in our homes and the violence on city streets and the violence in our own hearts. The violence against helpers in hospitals who are being cursed at who are being torn to shreds by watching people die of arrogance and ignorance. I have violence in my heart toward the woman with COVID who sent her child to the Montessori school where he gave COVID to my grandson. I'm glad I'm not anywhere near her right now. think about our seven principles and I think about how enlightened they are and how hopeful they are and how rational they are and how are they any match for the wildness of the human heart and the human spirit and yet they are among our guides as we live our lives as Unitarian Universalists. The first principle is that we covenant together, which means we promise, to affirm, that means say yes to, and promote, that means tell other people about. So we covenant together to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Now, this goes against the Calvinism with which I was raised and which would with which many of you all were raised, and that is at the root of American churchianity, which says that people are sinful and people are bad. And in a way, thinking that people are inherently sinful is a lot more cheerful than thinking that people are inherently worthy and dignified. Because if you're inherently sinful and you're living a pretty good life, you're doing well. I mean, you've beat the odds. You're you're a pretty good person if you haven't done a robbery or a murder or beat anybody up. But if you have inherent worth and dignity, that's a little bit of a higher bar. And it's a little bit harder to believe because, you know, everybody nibbles around the theological edges, the extremes, like, well, does Hitler have uh, worth and dignity? Do those ISIS bombers have worth and dignity? Do we have to believe that those people have worth and dignity? I don't want to talk about this morning that because uh, that is a good way not to talk about the ordinary day-to-day of your life. My practice is to add something to the end of each principle. And as I do this series on our principles, I will add this to the end of each principle. I add beginning in our homes and congregations. Because that brings it home and it makes it harder. Okay, so we covenant together to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person beginning in our homes and congregations. Sometimes it feels like our own worth and dignity has flown out the window. And sometimes it feels like we're in a fight (laughs) to bring it back. And 
I wanted you to hear Joy Harjo's poem this morning because I think sometimes our spirit just flies out of our body and we are just going through motions, especially when we're overwhelmed, especially when we're parents of school-aged children, especially when we're scared, especially when we're angry, especially when we're oppressed, especially when we're despised, especially when we feel that there's no room for us in any of the places where we try to light. Part of her poem, she starts out by saying, go outside, breathe the air. Don't worry, the heart knows the way, though there may be high-rises, interstates, checkpoints, armed soldiers, massacres, wars, and those who will despise you because they despise themselves. The journey might take you a few hours, a day, a year, a few years, a hundred, a thousand, or even more. It's a practice. It's an effort to call your spirit back into your body. It's an effort not to be overwhelmed by all the violence. It's an effort not to be overwhelmed by anger and disappointment in people. It's a practice to see the good in people and to use your habits of attention to look for the helpers, as Mr. Rogers said his mother told him, look for the helpers instead of looking for the destroyers. Whatever you pay attention to, that's what fills your mind. And so to pay attention to The good in people is, I think, what we're being called to do by this first principle of ours. We have principles instead of a creed. Here's why. The Unitarians were very fierce about not having a creed. We we wanted to be a non-creedal denomination since our very beginnings in the 1500s. And so um, we merged... Yesterday, in church time, in 1961, with the Universalists, who were a Trinitarian denomination, meaning they believed in the divinity of Jesus. They just didn't believe God sent anybody to hell. And that was enough for us to have in common that our youth groups thought we should probably merge our denominations. And when the youth got to be the age where they were running both denominations, 1961, the denominations merged. And the Universalists had adopted several statements of belief that um, they wanted to articulate because it helped people know, here's what we believe. But the Unitarians did not want that. And so we compromised by making not a creed, but by articulating some principles. And those principles were rewritten in 1985, and they are in the process of being considered for rewriting again. So these principles are not scripture. They're not written in stone. They're living evolving principles and one of the things that I love about Unitarian Universalism is that we believe in ongoing revelation and so we don't believe revelation is closed, that it begins and ends with the Bible or that it begins and ends with the church hierarchy we learn more we change our minds like science does so we like that about our denomination that our principles can evolve So we have these statements of common ground. 
And there's seven of them right now. We're considering an eighth principle, and you'll hear a lot about that coming up in the Moment for Beloved community. So I was raised, as I said to you, Calvinist, Presbyterian, where if you were to say to somebody, Presbyterian, oh, just follow your heart. They would say, follow your heart. Don't you realize your heart is is sinful above all things? Your heart will steer you wrong. Your heart is as depraved as you are. Why would you follow your heart? You have to follow the word. (laughs) See what a chasm there is between what I grew up with and what I have to try to believe now, which is in the goodness and inherent worth and dignity of all people. It's all right, though. I'm doing okay with it. I want you to know that we call our lives back together with difficulty over and over as things shake us and things shock us. Now, sometimes we protect ourselves against this shock by being overly tolerant. And we say, well, that's your truth, and you have inherent worth and dignity, and you have your truth, and I have my truth, and I don't have to worry about your truth. Yes, you do. Because sometimes another person's truth is destructive. Sometimes another person's truth says we have to have our idea of God rule everyone in this country and if you don't agree with my idea of God I'm going to blow you up just to get your attention. That is not a truth we can live with peacefully. So we don't need to to understand this principle so broadly as to believe that it says everyone's ideas have inherent worth and dignity or everybody's practices have inherent worth and dignity. No. Even though a person has it Sometimes their ideas are just wrong. And even though a person has it, sometimes their behavior is destructive. And even though a person has it, sometimes we can disagree with them so deeply. But in disagreeing with them deeply, to hold in mind, we have to hold in mind their worth. So we don't go, you're just trash, I'm giving up on you. No, we're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to give up on people, and we're not allowed to categorize them as just trash. We're not allowed to say, well, you know, those people, they just like to be told what to think. You know, those people, they just watch Fox News, and they do whatever it tells them to do. We are called to engage and to see the good in people, because there is good in people. Our habits of attention must seek out that good, that divinity in people. Even people who despise us because they despise themselves. She says in her poem, Watch your mind. Without training it might run away and leave your heart. For the immense human feast set by the thieves of time. 
the immense human feast set by the thieves of time. I think she's talking about television and Facebook. I'm not sure. But that is an immense human feast. I enjoy very much both of those things. But not when I'm trying to call my spirit back into my body. I know those things are not going to help me. You open the door. You go outside. You shut the door. You breathe. You breathe the air, she says, that has traveled over trees and herbs and brings you the essences of those things to fill your body with. She says, do not hold regrets. When you find your way to the circle, to the fire kept burning by the keepers of your soul, you will be welcomed. I think this is connected to the inherent dignity that we have. We know that when we get to the fire that is kept burning by the keepers of our soul, they will not reject us. They will welcome us. They love us. She says, you must clean yourself with cedar, sage, or other healing plant. Cut the ties you have to failure and shame. Let go the pain you are holding in your mind, your shoulders, your heart, all the way to your feet. Let go the pain of your ancestors to make way for those who are heading in our direction. So many of us despise other people because we were taught to. We kill our curiosity about other people because we were told those people are bad and dangerous. I don't understand those gay people. I don't understand those trans people. I don't understand those foreign people. If we could just be curious about each other, if we could just not despise ourselves, if we could just be certain that as we come and find our way to the fire that is kept by the keepers of our soul, we will be welcomed. What if we came to the fires that were kept by the people who love us, who have loved us throughout history? What if we came to those fires and we knew we would be welcomed? Where would our contempt go? She says, ask for forgiveness. Call upon the help of those who love you. These helpers take many forms, animal, element, bird, angel, saint, stone, or ancestor. Call your spirit back. It may be caught in corners and creases of shame, judgment, and human abuse. You must call in a way that your spirit will want to return. Speak to it as you would a beloved child. Welcome your spirit back from its wandering. It may return in pieces, in tatters. Gather them together. They will be happy to be found after being lost for so long. Your spirit will need to sleep a while after it is bathed and given clean clothes. Now you can have a party. Invite everyone you know who loves and supports you. 
keep room for those who have no place else to go. Make a giveaway and remember, keep the speeches short. (laughs) Then you must do this. Help the next person find their way through the dark. My friends, that's what church is for. Helping us call our spirits back. Helping us bring them back together even though they come back to us in tatters. Helping us make room for those who have no place else to go. Helping us help the next person find their way through the dark. That's what we're doing here. And in the interest of keeping the speeches short, I will end with that. Join me as we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire and sparkle and glitter and glow. Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.